Good afternoon and welcome to the Gibbons Game Day podcast of you inside Gibbons Athletics. I'm your host, Todd Schuler, Director of Athletics at Cardo Gibbons High School in Raleigh, North Carolina. With each installment in this series, we take an up-close look inside Gibbons Athletics culture, sharing behind-the-scenes stories from our student-athletes, coaches, administrators, alumni, and leaders. We explore the idea that winning championships is about finding ways to help others win first. We have a special treat today as we look back 27 years ago to the start of the modern Gibbons football program. Joining me today are Dean Monroe and Larry Clausen. Dean is the Director of Athletics Leadership and Legacy at Cardinal Gibbons. He formerly served as Athletic Director and was instrumental in reintroducing football to the school in 1992. Larry Clausen served as an assistant coach on that staff in 92, and he was a big part of the early years of our football program. Larry has a strong connection to our current team through his grandson, Carter, a sophomore in our program. Dean, talk to us a little bit about why football was reintroduced in 92. Well, we had a group of uh, parents and a group of students that that had a real interest in playing football, first of all. And and, um, we had an administrator at the time that had a football background. And he had an interest in starting football as well. And really a tribute to that group of parents and students to have the vision and the drive to get this thing going. And we we really started for that group and hoped that we would build on that group. Great. So Larry, you were around from the start. Uh, Take us behind the scenes a little bit. What was that first season like? Yeah, I, w- I was introduced to uh, Cardinal Gibbons in 1991 uh, when I first met Dean. Uh, my son, Matthew, uh, uh, came to Gibbons as a freshman, uh, and he, he also had a, uh, a, a desire to play football going into high school. Uh, we knew that was going to be a drawback because he played uh, his youth ball and middle school football in Pennsylvania, which is football is a big deal there. And uh, he really wanted to play. Matter of fact, that was one of the reasons why he was fighting us about coming to Cardinal Gibbons because they didn't have that to offer, but the public schools did. So I think uh, as a a family, we would like to see if we're going to kick this thing off and reinstate it. Uh, We wanted to be very supportive of that. Uh, on top of that, uh, I had a background in football as well. Uh, I coached in Western Pennsylvania for 16 years uh, up there before we got transferred here by my company. Uh, so uh, I had a coaching background as well. Uh, so, you know, I was very supportive of it, both uh, from a standpoint of supporting the program, but also financially we were willing to get involved and help the program get back on its feet. Uh, so uh, it was important to my son, and that's why I was really driving it, along with there was other families as well uh, that were very interested in doing something uh, here at Gibbons. Excellent. And, and you know, uh, I think an interesting thing that most people don't realize is every one of, every one of that parent group committed to to fund the program. In that other words, correct. they, isn't that correct, Larry? They had to purchase their own yes. equipment, 
head to toe, I think at the time was about $300 yeah. and some change. We had to raise money. We had to do fundraisers. We had to solicit from friends and family uh, funding uh, to get the program off the ground. Uh, the school was not very large at that time, uh, so the resources were very limited. Uh, we knew if we were going to do this that the parents would have to step up and uh, help uh, financial, financially have to help as well. Uh, so we had to go raise money uh, for, for the program. You have to think about, at the time, we had no facilities, no practice field, no blocking dummies, no footballs, nothing. <laughs> so we had, like Dean said, we had to outfit every one of the kids that wanted to come out from helmet to uh, shoes. And uh, the uh, parents that were part of this group was very committed to make that happen. And uh, it, it, it took a lot of effort, not only on, on the parents' part, but also the, the student athletes who wanted to be part of this program. Uh, they put in a lot of work as well. Right. So for those familiar with our program today, I mean, the scale that we're talking about is significant. I, th- I think I've heard there were maybe 18 young men. In yeah, that, that our, first. Our, goal, our goal at the time for the first year was to have 20. Mm-hmm. We wanted 20 students mm-hmm. to participate uh, so that we could at least have uh, enough to play uh, a uh, a, a, a team that would be an 11, 11 man team uh, so we needed at least 20 that was our goal right uh, I think I think you're right I think we ended up with 18 the the first year and I think the tw- second year we had like 23 what's also important that first year though out of those 18 boys uh, we had no seniors the senior class did not want to participate and even in the junior class, we only had five. Okay. So the majority of our 18 boys were sophomores and freshmen because that's who was driving it, was the sophomores and, and freshman team uh, members and their parents who wanted to see the program grow. Sure, this fear of the unknown. Exactly. We're probably not going to be successful out of right. the gate. There's a lot of challenges. Yeah. Not many people are willing to take those risks. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so what's uh, there's got to be some funny stories, right? You can you know share from back then that that would surprise, you know, people maybe parents in our program today, uh, other student athletes well, that are here. We talk about this. It, this wasn't funny at the time, but we yeah <laughs> we, we didn't really have a field to practice on. We didn't have a game field. Obviously, we had to rent a local Wake County um, field one time per year to have yeah. all our programming on that particular night, but. We, the diocese owned some property back behind the school across the street. Exactly. And we, we sort of created, it was about a half field, I yeah, think. Yeah, half field. But Larry reminded me the other night that he, he, he had to bring his tractor, he brought his tractor to school yeah. and mowed that field. And we, we lined that field the best we could. Yeah. But I remember us lining up and picking up rocks before yeah. practice. Yeah. This, this particular area, which we're talking about on Western Boulevard, where the school used to be, uh, this was an activity field or event field for the children's uh, home that used to be part of the diocese. Mm-hmm. It had been removed. But the field was still there and was overgrown. It it had small trees on it. It had, I will call it grass. It was mostly weeds. <laughs> and uh, so uh, we worked for, I'm going to say, at least a month 
uh, to get it to where we could, at least I could mow it. The good thing is I had a tractor. So I would bring my tractor from my home over to the field and we would mow it and we would try to cultivate it. But as we got down to where we could actually see the ground, uh, then we started noticing it was full of rocks. Uh, it was mostly dirt and weeds, as I said, uh, but there was glass and all kinds of uh, trash on it as well that we had to uh, uh, pick up and get rid of. Uh, as Dean said, we would line up the team mm -hmm. on one end of the field in one straight line, and we would walk the field wow. before practice because we would because in rain and whatever things would rise up. There would be uh, more glass to find and things like that. And we didn't want kids to get hurt, so it was very important that uh, we scan that field as often as we could, uh, just to make sure we didn't get any any injuries by the field. I love hearing about that uh, that commitment, that yeah. that love, um, that sacrifice. So, you know, we're in the process. Most people probably don't know unless you're out walking our campus right now. But we're actually in the process of ripping up our synthetic field in the stadium right now. Uh, trucks are out there, and this winter we'll be putting in our. our replacement synthetic field which you know I'll, Dean and I can test it's a little easier to mow and line that uh, that field than yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you do you get the sense that our, our current you know you've got a connection to the current program through through Carter do you get a sense that the young men the coaches our parents have an appreciation for those early years and a, and a, a sense of the sacrifice that went into helping make the program what it is now? When, when I returned, uh, I got transferred back to Pennsylvania, and then I retired in 2014 and moved back down to Raleigh, uh, mostly to be close to my grandchildren, watch them grow up and so forth. Uh, we, Carter and I, uh, came over to Cardinal Gibbons just to see it, because I hadn't seen the new school, because I had moved back to Pennsylvania. Right. And I was just amazed, and I told Dean this. Uh, you know, all I could remember of Cardinal Gibbons was us on that dirt field. When I came here and saw the facilities, and then he introduced me to Coach Wright, and he and I sat down and uh, talked a little bit, and uh, he was just fantastic. I mean, he just couldn't get, he, he just couldn't say enough about the uh, the program itself, where we had started, right, and where we are today. I mean, going from 18 students that were playing football that first year to today, we have 169, which is amazing, amazing to me. Mm -hmm. Because our boys, when we first started, even the first five years, most of them had to go both ways. They had to play offense and defense. Mm -hmm. Now we have platoons that we can actually put fresh kids in constantly or they only play one side of the ball where they can hone their skills and be the best that they can be. Uh, and uh, it, it's just amazing because when I came here and I saw the field, I said, Dean, what is this? I couldn't believe it. Yeah. It was just fantastic. And uh, they've come a long, long way in these 27 years for sure. But you know what I've said this, this past week as I reflected? Um, it was a it was a slow build though, yeah. you know, and it required a lot of patience. And I think it's important that our people today, our players and students, parents, um, kind of understand that that you know it took us five. We were we were doing things five, six, ten years at a time. You yeah, know? it just didn't happen quickly. Even when we got over the new facility, you know, we didn't have we didn't have the turf, we didn't have the um, the bleachers. 
you know, our weight facilities were not adequate. They were just continuing to build. It's just peaking now, to be honest with you, you know. And I'm, I'm happy that these kids, these kids, these current kids deserve all the opportunities that are afforded to them now. So we're really pleased about that. So two quick questions to close. And uh, Larry, you can start or Dean, if you want to chime in. But the first I'd ask is... Um, you know, if you have the opportunity to connect with any of those former players or, or members of that initial coaching staff, uh, what would your message be to them about this weekend? About well, I think I think uh, we have been trying to reach out. Uh, parents have tried to reach out to past players, past coaches, uh, to make sure that everybody understands that we have a shot uh, of becoming the uh, 4A champion this on Saturday, and to come out and support us. Uh, they are part of this too, okay? Just like I have this pride in me, they have that pride as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't tell you how many kids will run into my daughter who also went to Gibbons. Right. The first thing they say is, how's Coach Clawson? You know, uh, so it, they have a connection here. Mm-hmm. They really, really do. And they may not be in the area or they might be working out of state. They, they, I think they still keep track of where is this program at and where is it going and what are they doing. And if they can be there Saturday, I think I think we're going to see some see some uh, people over the last 27 years that are going to show up. We will, Todd. There have been quite a few that have reached out to me, and, and it's amazing how connected they do feel to this yeah. group. They're part of this group. Right. And as uh, – both of you, uh, former coaches, members of that initial staff, what would your message be to the, the boys on today's team who are going to take the field at Keenan Stadium this Saturday? Well, two things. Um, we've had plenty of opportunities to, to tell them to pause and be thankful for those that came before them and laid this foundation. And secondly, we're, we're all connected and, and we're all behind you and we're not... We haven't come this far not to finish the task. Yeah. So uh, our hearts are with you on Saturday. Yeah, I I think Coach Wright has the right philosophy. He plays week to week. He doesn't play the schedule. He plays who am I playing this week. He focuses kids, and those kids know that they have one game to win, and that's this week. And he's doing the same thing this week as well. But they also understand this is a big, big deal. And Coach Wright will tell you, even through his career, and he's had he's been coaching for a long time, and even through mine, I've never been in this, in this position where we could be the best 4A school in the state of North Carolina. This is very, very rare. These are this is a special team, and this is an opportunity that I'd like to see them finish. Mm-hmm. And even if they lose, it doesn't matter. These kids are winners, and there'll be other opportunities down the road, hopefully. But if not, these kids are winners on Saturday morning. Well, that's an awesome way to close mm-hmm. and fits in with the theme of this podcast, Help Others Win First. I really appreciate it, Coach Clausen, Coach Monroe, you joining us today in our second in a series of uh, podcasts we'll bring to you throughout the year. Um, as we close today, we want to extend to everybody a heartfelt invitation for Saturday to come out and support uh, the young men in our football program, the coaches, our spirit groups who will be out there 11 a.m. competing against East Forsyth in the 4A state championship. Yeah.